Hi, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Parenting with the Pros and Cons. I'm Dr. Molly. I'm a pediatrician and a keynote speaker. Hi, I'm Chinsia Filipowski, and I'm a certified positive parenting educator. Today, we will be talking about burnout. Burnout is something that a lot of us feel like we're experiencing these days, especially because of COVID. And I want to start by taking just a minute and talk about what's the difference between stress, burnout, and depression, because they sound a lot alike, you know, Um, and stress is different than burnout and burnout is different than depression, but they do have a lot of overlaps. So stress is something that we experience and we can point and say, this is causing my stress. It has a specific thing that triggers it. It might be something like getting married, and that's a positive stress, or it could be something difficult like cancer treatment. Uh, But it is something we can identify, something we know will have an end to it, and it results in usually a set of physical symptoms. So stress often causes us to have physical tension in our bodies. It often causes us to have sleep problems, but it really is associated with a lot of physical symptoms. Burnout, on the other hand, is different. And if you just think about the word stress, where you imagine something being pulled or pushed, there's tension on it, as opposed to burnout, where you feel like something has been completely spent Burnout, which can occur after you've been under a lot of stress for a long period of time, doesn't always have a trigger. It might have a ton of things kind of piling up, but your energy, all of your fuel has been spent. And so it often is accompanied by emotional symptoms. You feel overwhelmed. You feel without energy. You don't feel like you have much to give anymore. And coming from that place of exhaustion where you don't have as much to give, it results in a lot of symptoms like irritability, impatience, disconnection, and a feeling like you just can't do it anymore, hopelessness. Depression has a lot of those same symptoms too, right? I mean, if you're depressed, you're feeling hopeless. If you're depressed, you don't have energy. If you're depressed, you're irritable. So how do you know if you're depressed as opposed to just burned out? And one of the ways that, you know, we kind of help people differentiate those two things is to recognize that when you take yourself out of the environment that is causing your burnout, whether it's work or home or a relationship, and you can get a time when you can be away from it, and you feel renewed, that energy returns, those feelings of joy begin to trickle back in, you're not depressed. It's a situation that's draining your energy and causing you to have those symptoms. And that helps differentiate burnout from depression. If those symptoms persist, like you're on vacation and you still don't feel like you'd want to get up out of bed and do things, you still feel irritable and cranky and you still feel detached and can't enjoy things, you are more likely to be depressed. So now that we understand a little bit more about stress versus burnout versus depression, Let's have a discussion about burnout. Chinsy, I know it's been a long, long 18, 19, 20 months for us as working parents. Right. (laughs) Right. Um, 
right. For working parents for us during COVID, running the practice, doing yes. our parenting too. So talk to me about how you've been feeling and how you've been managing and give me the lowdown. So quite honestly, um, you know, this is why we're talking about this today. I can honestly say I am burnt out. I am fried up and burnt out. And um, I've been having a lot of those symptoms. I've, you know, really thought about this lately and recognizing that I'm burnt out because I was kind of ignoring it up until the last, uh, you know, month or so and um, getting ready for the kids to go off to school and now trying to kind of just come back to what what can I do to make things normal again? And um, I'm just feeling that mental exhaustion every day. I'm probably not the pleasantest pleasantest of people. Uh, but, you know, on a some days, my poor husband has to deal with my irritability. Um, but when I do get away, um, I do feel refreshed, although it is short term. So um, I'm trying to figure out. Tell me more about when you say you're burned out, do you feel like it's more work that's burning you out? Is it home life that's burning you out? Where is it coming from? Yeah. So initially it was, you know, I I have to say through this pandemic, um, initially for us, you know, um, just to give everyone a little bit background quickly, we're, you know, we own businesses and own practices. So we had to keep people employed and that whole, all, you know, all that stress around that. And so for a while it was a lot to do with work and work was constant and work was seven days a week and it was on your mind all the time. And it was just a stressful situation, but then that turned into um, feeling burnt out about work. And then quite honestly, um, I feel like, you know, as, as most of us do as patient, uh, parents, not patients, um, parents, that we, you know, aren't giving 100% to our kids either or our family. So I was never quite at home and I was never quite at work because I was always worried about the kids and the family. Um, So I think then secondary, my family life is also burning me out because I'm trying to um, you know, make sure that everyone's okay and and situated and safe and um, and then now getting ready for school and doing all of that. So um, for me, it's been kind of a twofold uh, burnout, but initially and mostly it is a work burnout, quite honestly. Um, so for so- me, when I was a parent, we didn't even have COVID as an issue. My kids are all grown now. But there were times when I was working and parenting where we're just trying to do all of it. Um, was really exhausting. And I felt like you were saying, Chincia, that I couldn't do all of it well or any of it well at some times. And the demands of kids are just never ending. I mean, kids just, they don't, um, they don't need to. Regardless of age. Well, that's probably true. But the kids, their job isn't to meet our needs, right? Our job is to meet their needs. And so as a result, if we come home from work, or we're working from home either way. And we have already felt like we've been just sucked dry from, from the demands that the emotional demands and the physical demands that work puts on us. And then we have these kids who need us and they're trying to meet our needs, right? They're just meeting their own needs. And they don't understand. I mean, you know, mine are five. They have no idea what, you know, what it is or why, why aren't you available or, you know, so they do it, need. It's hard do to show us. up for them in yes. ways that is yep. 
you know, the way we want to be as parents. And that takes a toll too, because not only do we feel like we're not quite doing it the way we'd like to do it, but then the guilt of not doing it the way we might want to do it kind of creeps in and, and can kind of layer on all of it. Um, I always was sort of delighted when the kids went back to school (laughs) at the end of the summer. I think many parents are, yes. As sad as I was that they were starting kindergarten this year, I was grateful because I thought finally we might be able to take a breath and get our lives back together. That's really honestly how I felt about them going back to school. Yeah, um, I I think it's true. Whether you're a yeah. working parent or an at-home parent, parenting kids all the time is it's hard. It is. It's hard and it takes yeah. a lot out of you. So yes. I think the idea of them going off to school is an opportunity for us to to just sort of take that breath and maybe fill our own tanks a little bit in ways while they're away at school sort of learning new things and doing new things. But a big thing for me personally, and I know for a lot of parents, um, you know, filling your own tank is, is a difficult thing. Um, you know, in my life, it's, it's been difficult for me to separate fueling my tank from being selfish. And I know that that's, um, you know, not, not it at all, but it's something that I mentally have to um, get through each time that if I take me time or try to figure out ways to fill up my tank, that I'm not being selfish, that I am actually um, being thoughtful of everyone else. Cause if I can, you know, get myself back together, then I can be more for them as well. Well, Chintzy, I want to reframe it for you. I was participating in a burnout summit and I listened to another speaker who was talking about this and he used the word recovery Mm. and to talk about the way that we live our lives, uh, especially as working he wasn't talking about working parents. He was actually um, the the head of physiotherapy and wellness for the New York Knicks and was talking about how taking time to recover after you've spent all your energy doing something allows yourself to then be ready for the next thing you need to do. And I really thought about it and think that if we can apply that same thinking and even terminology to parenting, to our work lives, it allows us to view it not in a way that it is self-centered or in Mm -hmm. some ways self-focused, but instead in the biological and emotionally healthy way that it needs to be. It provides us the freedom to do what we need to do. So if we've had an incredibly challenging day at work, or if we've had one of those days with our kids where every nerve has been just stepped all over, recovery is necessary and looking at it with that set of glasses on can can make it more acceptable for us to take the time. I think that's a great way to look at it because it's true. You know, it's absolutely true. It's, that's exactly what we need. It, I, you know, now that I think about it in that way, I am, I I have to, I feel like I have to recover from this last year. Yeah. Yeah. And I felt like school coming was going to allow some of that time, you know, to happen where I didn't have to worry about where the kids were. Um, and it, you know, I can recover mentally from that and think about other things. Um, so I think that's a great, great way to look at it. Um, cause I know that's a challenge for me and I think that's a challenge for many people. You know, I, I grew up, um, with parents that didn't have the luxury of me time or the luxury of, 
of, um, you know, thinking about things in the way that we do today. And so that I didn't have those types of examples. So for me, it's difficult um, not to, you know, always put the family first, the kids first, and um, in yourself is kind of last. But it, we know that not putting yourself um, first is just makes everything more difficult and actually is a disadvantage to your family. So that's something that I know that I personally work on. Um, but let's talk about some of the ways that, you know, things, the small things we can do to help ourselves recover from um, burnout. Um, so Molly, talk about, I know that you're good at this. Um, so you are a good example for, um, you know, taking me time and, and being able to kind of do these things. So what are some of the things you do for yourself? I think that's a great question. And it, it wasn't always easy for me, but it's become a lot easier over the years. Uh, I found myself back when I wasn't as good at it, realizing that the chronic stress and burnout was causing me, I didn't get super irritable or cranky um, or impatient. I became detached and I was sort of just going through the motions of life, sort of doing the checkbox. Okay, I gave you a bath, check. Okay, I read you your story before bed, check. But I wasn't engaged in my children's lives or in the life with my friends in the way I thought was meaningful. So in the end, I I really missed it. I, I realized that that was valuable. So I began doing things intentionally to try to change that dynamic for myself. So some of the things that I do regularly is I meditate. I meditate every day, which I know a lot of people say meditation. Meditation really isn't necessarily something that you have to do that it doesn't take a lot of time. It, it doesn't take... Um, um, a certain kind of mindset even. It's something that you can do. I do it at work. I can do it at home. I can do it, you know, any place. And it's a way to sort of remind myself to be in the moment. I also paint, um, watercolor paint. I, I read. But one of the things that really changed for me, what really helped me realized that I could live differently was when I began coming home from work every single day and laying down for 15 minutes with my husband. And it was a pattern that we established early. And every single day we did it. We didn't always even talk to each other. Sometimes it was just laying there next to each other. But some days we would talk about our day or whatever. And I remember vividly, there was a point at which we have a blended family. And so the kids really at first were, you know, they thought it was odd. And then they got used to it. And and then eventually there was a day I came home from work and it was late. And I just immediately went in the kitchen and started preparing dinner. And they were like, you need to go lay down. <laughs> Tony's waiting for you. You need what? What's happening? You know, and 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 I said, oh no no, we'll go lay down after. No, you need to go do that. And it became clear to me that we had modeled something mm -hmm. that they realized was important, and it allowed me to separate my work day from my home day. It modeled the importance of our relationship together, and I could then emerge just fifteen minutes later, fresh and ready to be with them. And that was, that was a good thing. 
That so, is a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. We do a, we do a family cuddle time at night where all four of us do that, but um, that's interesting to do it separately. That's, that's a good, good thing. I know that I've come up with my little list of things to kind of start to do this month as the kids go to go to, you know, as they went back to school. So um, I will, I will consider that. I think that's a good, uh, good idea. I know that um, doing a hobby is something that I know that I really want to get back to doing or volunteering. So those are things that I know that I have on my list. Um, Cause I know watching you Molly painting, I know that you've really enjoyed it. And I've, um, you know, kind of have become a little envious at the idea of being able to do something enjoyable like that again. So I'm, want to go back to doing, um, you know, taking some classes and things that I have interests in. Um, sewing, for example, I kind of drop that. Um, so I, I would love to do those types of things. I feel like, um, you know, things kind of all went uh, just left after having the kids. And so these last few years have just been um, kind of a, you know, fast motion. Um, and then this last year, especially has just been chaos. Um, so I think it's time to just settled in. Um, but some of the other things I've thought about doing for, you know, um, for ourselves and hopefully maybe some other people might, um, benefit from it too, is, you know, I know that you were talking about making a meal and so, you know, making a, a meal every night, it doesn't have to be that complicated, you know, using the crock pot, the Instapot, planning something that you can just all throw in one dish and you don't have to worry about cleaning up and those extra few minutes, can be spent with your family um, or for yourself. Reading a good book, um, that's something I miss too. Um, so I want to do do that as well. And and I and actually this last weekend I started reading a book, which is a big feat for me because it's been um, a long time since I've been able to read a book. So that was relaxing, just spending ten minutes a day, um, you know, just reading. So those are the some of the things that I've you know started started up to, um, kind of think ahead, um, you know, for things that I'm going to try to do this month as well. I think parents, um, who are, who are at home, one of the things that, or working for that matter, think about the things in your life that bring you no joy at all that are, um, bringing you down really that you could delegate to other people. So whether that's chores around the house that you can delegate to your kids or to your spouse, whether it's grocery shopping that you can, um, you know, order online and pick up those groceries, whether it's having someone help clean your house once a month or more often if you can afford that, you know, whatever those things are that are adding to that burden, the chores, the pickups, you know, the parents, when they talk about burnout, if you've got a lot already on your plate and your plate is just getting more and more filled, especially with things that bring you no joy, if you can delegate or unburden some of that and create opportunities for more um, fun things, things that do bring you joy. I think it's important to think about those sorts of opportunities too, yes. uh, as you're thinking about how to restructure your daily life. But I think one of the most important things that we can do as parents is to have a mindset that encourages us to remember that our spouse and our children are not trying to annoy us, right? When we're in this burned out mindset and we feel like 
we are just already drained. Everything is spent. We are just exhausted. It's hard sometimes when our spouse or our children are coming to us with their needs or or their complaints or the stories of their day. And sometimes we just roll our eyes and think, oh my God, you have it so easy. How can you even be complaining about that? Or to your children, um, I just made this great dinner for you. How come you can't even take one bite? Those sorts of feelings are legit. I mean, we all have them, right? But if we can, you know, try to find a place inside us that remembers that that these people love us and we love them and remember that they're not trying to annoy us <laughs> and and look yes. at them with the eyes of, you know, they're just expressing themselves and it's not about you um, and they're not trying to annoy you. Shifting our mindset in that way can help decrease the stress we feel when we're at home. I think that's great advice. I have to say, I have been so very grateful to be blessed with a great partner because um, I don't know how I would have gotten through, especially this last year and a half without having a partner in this parenting and in life. So for all of those of you that don't have that partner that are doing it alone, I, I just, I especially want you to try to find some ways to recover because I can't imagine what this would have been like alone. Um, so that's important too. And, and, um, you know, as Molly mentioned, some of the things, if, if you can't afford those things, look for other ways as I'm trying to do as well. Um, even if it's just five or 10 minutes a night, um, get the kids in bed a little bit earlier or, um, pick up a book or, um, you know, lately I've been watching TikToks. They make me laugh. Um, so I watch nothing serious on TikTok. It has to make me laugh or I don't watch it. Um, so those are the types of things, just five or 10 minutes here or there. Um, I meditate, I pray and um, just center myself and take deep breaths throughout the day. And that's kind of what gets me through my days. Um, so I, you know, do that often. And I think that that's really important as well. Um, but I think yeah, that you bring up a really good point, Jensi. I think we all have 15 minutes yes. that we can find for ourselves to recover each day. And parents who say, I don't have 15 minutes, you know, I think, you know what, you do. Um, and it's a question of finding it. Yes. So you're and recognizing you're, it. Right. You're doing your TikToks as a way. I think a lot of us sort of scroll social media mindlessly um, and realize, don't even realize how much time we're spending there. And it's not necessarily a way that recovers or helps us recover or refuels us. And if we could capture that time and use it in a way that is a refuel, that would be valuable. Yes. Or point. getting up 15 minutes earlier just to have a cup of coffee by yourself or with your spouse as a way to recover. There are lots of ways that we can find 15 minutes each day to just sort of be with ourselves. And if work turns out to be an environment that is um, not, not feeding your soul, not meeting your needs, um, and a chronic source of burnout for you, then being brave enough to uh, face that truth and go to your supervisor, talk about alternatives, um, explore other work options, I think is important uh, for all of us to think about as ways to really be the best person we can be for our for our families. Yes. Well, I think that, you know, hopefully everyone can try to find something, uh, one of these tips 
that will help you all out as we all try to recover from this last year um, and a half. And so I, you know, I, I know that I'm going to keep working at it. I'm working hard at it. I'm scheduling time is how I've decided to do it. I'm putting out a schedule for the week and I'm scheduling times for different things that will help, um, help me recover, help my spouse recover. And also my kids recover. I think that they've been stressed this year too. So, um, hopefully, you know, you, those of you listening can also maybe grab one of these tips and help it work for you as well. Well, that's great, Chintzy. I'm proud of you. Good job. Thanks. (laughs) All right. Well, thanks for listening to this episode of Parenting with the Pros and Cons. We will be back again soon, and uh, we look forward to sharing more tips. I'm Dr. Molly. And I'm Chintzy Filipovsky. Take care. 